from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and yes, welcome back to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews. Ah, hope you're well. Hope those you love are doing well as well. Uh, it is the cruiserweight-ish classic. We were going to, in our last episode, finish this opening um, match in this first round of competition. Uh, got a little distracted, gave you a very long tour of my desk area. This is what happens when I podcast at night when I am sleepy. Get a little punchy. Uh, but now we're going to be done. We have two more rounds to go. We're going to get this done. And then if we have time, we may even jump back to the original, to the very first matchup and figure out uh, how we're going to decide what the second matches are. So, that's that. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. Let's try to get... Uh, Keep the tangents to a minimum unless we come across a really good, juicy one. I'm ready. <clears throat> Actually, I'm not ready. Except my water. i got to have my water. <coughs> now I'm ready. Uh, I hope you're ready. Let's begin. Our final number one, or not final, our penultimate number one seed uh, is a man who is just phenomenal, Mr. A.J. Styles. Uh, very much deserving of a number one seed. I am in my, you know, I'm coming up to No Mercy 2002. And I know that I watched weekly impact pay-per-views until somewhere around, I think, early 2003. So I'm getting close to a point where I can start adding impact to my weekly wrestle watching. Um, in addition to, I just found uh, this YouTube website that has velocity and heat. So I keep adding more wrestling onto the quests, which proves that they will never be done. AJ Styles taking on our number 16 seed, Reggie Reginald. Is Reggie a wrestler? Uh, I suppose that depends on your definition uh, of wrestler. Is he entertaining and athletic? Certainly so, and I'm sure that match would be good. Our number eight seed is Joey Janela. I don't know a lot about Joey. Um, again, I wish I had a list of, you know, backups here because I'm not super familiar with Joey Janela. Uh, he gives me sort of a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know if he qualifies. Let me look that up really quick. Uh, does he qualify for... A bad guy, dumb guy rule, or I think it might just be that he's, he's just, he looks weird, like I don't understand. He looks like he should qualify, but I don't think he does, and I don't see anything, so I'm not going to pass judgment. Um, I'm glancing at the uh, roster here over there. I'm focusing on NXT UK. I should look at the AEW roster. Is there somebody... You know, who is wrestling, who has shown up recently that could take a... Not, again, not that I'm watching a lot of current wrestling. Because, you know, unfortunately, Joey Janela's gonna... 
I feel bad because I don't know enough about him to really talk about him. I feel like I can talk more about Reggie um, and who Reggie is than that. You know what we'll do? Actually, you know what we'll do? Uh, we did one killer B, and I think we can we can we can add the other one. Let's do Jumpin' Jim. Let's do Jumpin' Jim Brunzel instead of Joey Janela. My apologies to all the Joey Janela fans. Uh, it's me, not you. Uh, Jumpin' Jim will be taking on Little Guido Nunzio. Uh, that's a great match. Um, that'd be really fun. I like me some Nunzio. Again, smaller wrestler who does this map-based stuff right in my wheelhouse. Uh, AJ wins, obviously. And I'm going to give Guido the win over Jumpin' Jim. Um, and that will be what that will be. But yeah, I don't feel like I could give Joey Janela enough of his due. Our number four seed is Paul London. You want to talk about people who don't get enough due. I think Paul London... I don't know if there's a lot of wrestlers who became pro wrestlers because they wanted to be Paul London, but Paul London, I think, is an underrated superstar. Quite talented. That drop salt is awesome. Uh, I'm a Paul London fan. Taking on our number 13 seed, Hook. Well, that's a fantastic match right there. Very interesting Um distinction of styles you've got your more grappler judo based you've got your more aerial wrestler that would be a lot of fun our number five seed staying in aew uh, and staying with unique styles let's talk about orange cassidy uh orange cassidy's here on our list i like orange cassidy he's obviously a very good i think aew has done a very nice job with him because that character could have gotten old very quickly, and it hasn't. Uh, in fact, if anything, they're, you know, it's even deeper than it was before. So uh, credit where credit is due. You know, is he going to win this bracket? I don't know. I'm sure many of you would put him above Paul London. I don't know if I can be that person. Uh, Orange Cassidy going up against Jimmy Rave of the Rock and Rave Infection. was never wild about Jimmy Rave. Um, Paul London held those tag titles for quite a long time, and we talk very often on this show, uh, no matter what season, about how we can't grade potential. And so because of that, I can't roll for Hook in London. I think I got to give the win to Paul London. Hook's had maybe 20 matches. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting to me. Here's my first tangent seven minutes or so in. Um, you know, William Regal talks about the fact that when you wrestle for AEW, you wrestle one day a week. And I was like, no. that. And then I thought about it. They tape all of their stuff in one day. They tape dark. If they're still doing elevation, they tape elevation. They tape uh, dynamite and rampage all at one time. So it really is one day. Now, I don't know what their contracts are like. I don't know how much money you make um, to your average, you know, uh, AEW talent. But if you can make a living off of that and you only work one day, you're not doing house shows. You know, I know that there are wrestlers who get um, independent dates and things like that. But you're not working house shows. You're not doing any of that. That's 
that's a pretty cool gig, and that's going to keep your talents. I know that a lot of wrestlers, William Regal included, um, talk about the importance of repetition and how you have to get the reps in. You have to you know, do something hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, and get that 10,000 hours um, that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. And if you're wrestling once a week, it's going to take you a very long time to get those 10,000 hours. But still... That's pretty nice. And for the health of those wrestlers, it's a very good thing, I think. Uh, Our number six seed is PJ Black, Justin Gabriel, the Dare Wolf, whatever that means. We got AJ and PJ and OJ, Orange Juice Cassidy, in the same bracket here. Uh, PJ Black taking on Dominic Mysterio. Technically, I think, a cruiserweight. Uh, We keep waiting, or at least I keep waiting, uh, for him to turn on his dad. And, you know, I thought it was going to happen with... um, I thought it was going to happen with Eddie Guerrero way back in the day. Uh, I thought it was going to happen with Edge. I thought he was going to join the Edgeheads, the House of Black, Judgment Day, whatever that stable is called. Um... You know, he's not bad. He's nowhere near as good as... He's better than Angelo Mosca Jr., I'll say that. Um, He's better than David Flair. Maybe. Wrestling-wise, he's better than David Flair. Character-wise, remains to be seen. Uh, But that would be a good match, PJ Black versus Dominic Mysterio. And then we have our number three seed. Oh, my goodness, how that happens. We had uh, Paul London... And now we have Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, uh, taking on Blake Christian. Um, I've seen Blake Christian a few times. I do feel more like I can... I don't know that I've actually ever watched a Joey Janela match. I think I've seen shows that he's on, but I haven't been interested in him, so I don't watch. Um, but I've seen Blake Christian wrestle. He doesn't look like he should be a wrestler. Um, you know, he's, he's skinny, he's small, but he's good. He's good. Uh, but again, here, and as we, as we saw with this season, as it has gone through, you know, there are the haves and there are the not haves yet. And then there are the have nots. And in this case, we have PJ Black and Brian Kendrick, who are the haves and Dominic Mysterio and Blake Christians have not yet. Uh, so we have to give the win to the veterans there. Our number two seed, technically, he is a uh, he would qualify here in this junior heavyweight division, even though he was not a cruiserweight. Um, and we promote Wrestle Silly hard on this show, so it's no surprise that I'm a fan of Santino Morella, who is a number two seed according to Cage Match. He was in that top. 32 uh, cruiserweights. However, um, I want to visit the alternate universe in which Boris Alexiev, you know, there's a time, if you don't know this, and I'm sure the people listening to this do, but if just in case you happen to be listening and you don't know this, uh, there was a time in, I don't remember if it was FCW or Deep South or OVW, where they were essentially giving Santino Morella as Boris Alexiev what would essentially be the Rusev gimmick. 
Like, he's a legit fighter. Santino Morella, whatever his actual name is. Let's look that up quick. Whatever his real name is. Get out of here. Uh, it's not Boris Alexiev. Um, Anthony Corelli. You know, he's actually listed as a Canadian judoka and semi-retired pro wrestler. Like, he's got legit fighting chops. So the fact that you take a guy like that, who's who probably could have been a... I, I, let's not go crazy. He doesn't have the size to have been, you know, a huge main event star. But then again, you put him in... You know, I would liken him to a, let's think of other judoka, like a Taz. He could be in the Taz range, uh, maybe heading towards a, you know, we don't want to lump him together with this because of the obvious comparisons, but like a, you know, Taz, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero type. You're undersized, but talented wrestlers. Uh, And he didn't have to. He made a, a pretty good career, dare I say, a Hall of Fame career. Uh being a goofball and it worked way better probably than anything he could have done seriously and yet I still want to visit that universe where he was Boris Alexiev and legit if you haven't seen it yet go find you can find it online his promos uh, where he was at he had a bad Russian accent you know because that's a thing that happens in wrestling Uh, but it could have been good Santino takes on our number 10 seed Chase Owens uh, Chase Owens is only slight. Actually, that's not true. I've seen Chase Owens matches. He's not bad. He's not great. I don't know why I should care about Chase Owens. Though to be fair, I feel that way about a lot of the New Japan. Like I, because of the way you go. Know, we'll jump into another tangent here. There's a lot to love about New Japan. Um, and I have not seen any New Japan Strong, except for maybe some of the earliest, earliest episodes where I first watched Blake Christian. Uh, because they don't do backstage segments a lot, and because they don't do, you know, in-ring promos that take 10 or 15 minutes, which is a feature and a bug, um, why should I care about Yoshihashi or Chase Owens? Or uh, El Desperado. You know, maybe there's other things I should be watching that, you know, I care about the talent, which is why I'm such a fan of Sonata, because he's amazing. But why should I care about a lot of these wrestlers? Anyways, Santino versus Chase Owens. And then we've got Scotty Tuhati, another quality wrestler um, who, you know, got over because of something silly and it totally worked for him. And Chris Bay. I know that uh, back when Pisa... I hope that by the time you hear this, I'm recording a lot of episodes in advance. I hope that by the time you hear this, piece of business is back in business. Uh, You know, they called um, Edris Anofi Kofi Anofi. But Chris Bay. Very high on Chris Bay. Um, But, you know, he's one of those where... You know, he's very much, I think, the comparisons can be easily made to to Kofi Kingston. Did I lose the dice? No, it's over here. Uh, I'm going to roll. I'm not going to roll for Santino versus Chase Owens. Not going to do it. But just for fun, 
Scotty Tuhati had a huge career, um, which Chris Bay has not had yet. But Scotty Tuhati is the worm, and that's it. And I think, you know, to that end, we'll give Chris Bay a chance here to score the upset over the veteran. So Scotty Tuhati, a 16. Chris Bay, a 25. So there we go. Chris Bay getting the win over Scotty Tuhati. We have one more group to do. One more group of 15, so let's get right into it. Our number 15 seed, we had Chris Bay. Our last one is Evan Courageous. The sad part for Evan Courageous is that looks-wise, he was the best part of three count, except for Tank Abbott. Talent-wise, he was the worst part of three count. You know, you team him up with Shane Helms, and like Evan Courageous was a thing first, because he's he's a model. I think he was a model beforehand and probably still is in some way. Um, he looks like a model. Uh, they pair him up with two guys in Shane Helms and Shannon Moore, who are actual wrestlers, you know, part of that Hardy group, who are way better than him at wrestling. Um and, you know, their feud with th uh, the Young Dragons was great, but, you know, he was the weak link of that group, I think. Which proves, you know, watching 2002, Shannon Moore's there. Had a great match with Doug Basham on Velocity. Uh, Shane Helms obviously is there. He's part of the Tag Team Champions with Kane. Evan Courageous did not get signed by WWE. Evan Courageous taking on our number seven seed, Rocky Romero. I like Rocky. I don't love Rocky, but I like Rocky, and those forever clotheslines are hilarious. Number 10 seed, Jesse. Uh, this is the son of Terry Gordy, Slam Master J, like Jesse and Festus. Jesse. I could care less about Jesse. Uh, and, but I know enough about him to, to talk about him. And our number two seed, again, technically would qualify, not a cruiserweight wrestler, but our number two seed, Malachi Black. With the exception of the fact that he only has to wrestle one night a week. Better schedule. Maybe he's getting paid more. I don't know the contract status. But it's possible that Tommy End, or whatever his actual name is, Tom something, is getting paid more to do less. But I wonder if he is happier in AEW than he is than he was with the WWE because the House of Black is a cool stable and you've got Brody King and Buddy Matthews and it's great. What are they doing? I'm a little behind on my AEW watching, but what are they doing? They were feuding with the Death Triangle, which it would make amazing matches. But what are you doing? He's not challenging John Moxley. He's not challenging Wardlow, that I'm aware of. You know, yeah, he's probably on every show. Or there's somebody from, you know, Brody King challenged John Moxley. Maybe he's hurt. For all I know, Malachi Black is hurt. Um, and I don't even know. But, you know, I hope he's happy with 
with this. Um, and again, uh, you know, the news has broke in my timeline. Your timeline's a couple weeks ahead. But in my timeline, we're, you know, 72, 96 hours away from after Vince McMahon retires. Triple H is now head of creative. Stephanie and Nick Khan are C uh, co-CEOs. There's rumors that Paul Heyman's going to have a larger role. You feel like Aleister Black could be a big part of that. And again, that's speculation. He could be entirely happy being Mr. Zelina Vega and only having to work one day a week. But it just makes me wonder. It does make me wonder. Our number 14 seed. Oh, God, I knew this was coming. Thank you for saving it at the end, at least. You know, longtime fans of my work know how I feel about Cheeseburger. And actually, I've kind of softened on Cheeseburger. I think I've heard he has a character change, which is all I really wanted. I don't even know if he's... He might be known as CB now and not Cheeseburger. Uh, it was a stupid name. Uh, and I'm glad that hopefully we're moving on from that. But certainly he belongs in this tournament, taking on our number three seed, Low Key. You want to talk about people of different names. Low Key, Senshi, Caval, uh, Dumb Guy. Certainly qualifies for the Dumb Guy rule. This is one of those cases where his in-ring talent is so good and that Ring of Honor pay-per-view that I still have in a closet somewhere um, that he did, you know, the matches with Daniels and um, the American Dragon, like, that opened my world to a new type of wrestling that I wasn't, I hadn't known existed. So Loki's always got a special place in my heart, even though he's a dingbat, for sure. Our number 11 seed, Marco Stunt, you know, I felt bad not including Marco. Um, with the exception of him and Hornswoggle, you know, I didn't include Dink. Um, I didn't include Masquerita Sagrada or Sky Lolo or any of the other uh, little people wrestlers. I didn't do Wink or Pink or Stink or Queasy or Sleazy or Cheesy or Sneezy or B-Reezy. Um... You know, and Marco technically, I don't think, qualifies for that. But, you know, the fact that Marco Stunt and Cheeseburger are in the same bracket is kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of funny to me. I wonder if Will Ferrara made it in here. I liked Will Ferrara. I wonder if he's in here somewhere. Anyways, Marco Stunt taking on our number six seed, Jungle Boy. Hey, oh my goodness. Hey. You want to talk about, you know, meant to be. Uh-oh. Is this pen running out of ink? Might be. My purple pens. Purple pens. All the time I'm looking for purple pens. That one in the trash. Luckily, in that wooden holder things where my checkbooks and my index cards are. Uh, that's cool that we get Jungle Boy versus Marco Stunt. I am very interested to see what they do with Jungle Boy with this whole Christian thing. The fact that he came out with a chair in street clothes made him way more interesting. Uh, Low-key wins. 
over Cheeseburger. Jungle Boy wins over Marco. All right, two more. 12 seed, Shinhiro Otani. Uh, I remember seeing Shinhiro Otani in WCW, like in the 90s. I remember watching him. Um, I've seen him in New Japan a couple of times. He's good. I would put him as solidly above average. Our number five seed, I mentioned him just recently, talking about the tag team partners of uh, Sleazy and Queasy. B. Reezy, Tyler Breeze, so glad he's back on... um, up, up, down, down. You know, he's part of the header with uh, with Austin Creed. He's doing Battle of the Brands. I'm assuming that means that he's essentially... So here's my guess. Here's my guess. My guess is that weeks or months ago when they finally did this, he was like, look, I'm not going to AEW. I could go to AEW and be... Only maybe a spot. I'd be I'd be the featured player on AEW Dark. He knows he's not gonna get over in AEW because he'd be competing with a lot of the same people he was competing with when he was in the WWE system. I don't want to go to Impact. I don't want to go to New Japan. I want to run my wrestling school and hang out with my friends. As seemingly that's what he's doing, and good for him. Hopefully, he was smart and saving his money. You know, he was a main roster competitor for years. He was a stalwart of NXT. I assume he has enough money to live comfortably. Uh, He's probably getting paid to do up, up, down, down. Now, what's interesting is, now that Triple H is head of creative, I could envision a world in which he gets a job as a producer. I could see him getting involved in the system somewhere, whether it's NXT and the Performance Center as a coach, or whether it is as, you know, uh, you know, he's one of the guys that comes out and breaks up the scrums. Um, and, he, you know, he gets a job as a producer. He's got a brilliant mind, clearly. You watch some of his booking and all of that, and I know it's silly, but, you know, he's, he has the knowledge of the business. He's been in the business for over 10 years. He's seen all sorts of stuff. I could very easily see Tyler Breeze getting a job in the, in the system now. Our number, what is this? 13 seed is Aerostar of uh, Lucha Underground fame, who uh, flew through the air, uh, you know, magically, you know, flew away, I think, at the end of the show. Uh, Taking on our number four seed, there he is. He's in my top five all time. We haven't had a chance to talk about him yet. He's in there with Tyler Breeze, which is hilarious. Uh, Dean Malenko. It's only hilarious because Tyler Breeze, I, you know, not as technically gifted as Dean Malenko for sure. But, you know, one of those mid-card guys that I really like that uh, didn't necessarily get anywhere. Malenko is obviously beating Aerostar for sure. Uh I want Tyler Breeze to beat Otani, but I bet if I went and looked up the career of Shinhiro Otani, it's better than Breeze's. So we will roll for this one. We rolled for... Okay, good. Shinhiro Otani, 19. Come on, T-Breezy. Tyler Breeze, 21. It was close, and that would be a good match. 
But Breeze gets the win. Our last group of four, we finally made it. Our number nine seed, Show of uh, Rapongi 3K. Um, he is in here. His partner, Yo, I don't believe is. Sho is the one that looks like Tanahashi. Sho is the one I have a higher opinion on than, than his partner. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing now. I don't think Rapongi 3K is still a team. Um, but yeah, Sho was good. I liked Sho. Pretty sure I have that right. I hope I do. Our number eight seed, Scorpio Sky. I thought it was very interesting to know that Scorpio Sky was part of TNA. I was doing some TNA research for a project that may or may not ever see the light of day, if I'm being honest. Um, and Scorpio Sky wrestled for TNA once or twice. I don't remember what his name was, like Mason some Carpenter or something like that. But Show versus Scorpio Sky. I like Scorpio Sky. Our number 16 seed is the Primate. Uh... I, I'm behind on NXT UK. I There's too much. There's too much wrestling. And I have an entire summer off, and there's too much. There's you know, I have a spreadsheet. Of course I do. You know, the list of things, like read comic books, record podcasts, you know, do my Duolingo Spanish, play video games, watch wrestling. Now i got to even distinguish, am I watching 80s wrestling? Am I watching NXT? Am I watching AEW? too much. Who's our last number one seed? Who is the final person? Wow. Uh, let's, we can now delete this and clean off this uh, spreadsheet because our last number one seed is the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Daniels was in here, right? Where was Daniels? I was hoping that Daniels would be here, but he must have been Please tell me I did not forget one of my favorite cruiserweights. Oh, there he is. Okay. All right. He's there. He's there. He's there. He beat Gato. Got it. Uh, I'm not wild about Kenny Omega. A lot of people are, and that's great. And he's, you know, obviously very good. I don't think he's the best thing since sliced bread, which many of you do. Uh, but clearly he will beat the primate, and I think he will easily win this group of four. He'll be in that, you know, upper tier group. I don't know that he'll win a lot of those, but we'll see. We'll see what we wind up doing. Because now, nice little segue here, you know, we've now written down 256 names. Um, and they've all had one match, but they have to have three matches in order for this to work. So... Now I have to decide what to do next because now we need to go back to our group, our first group, Zane Lane, Desperado, and David Finley. Uh, obviously, they're not going to wrestle each other, uh, but I need to decide how to figure out which, you know, do the winners face each other and the losers face each other? Um, do I have the winners face the losers? You know, does Sami Zayn face Desperado and does Finley face Lenny Lane? Um, or do I, you know, come up with a way to randomize this even further? Uh, which is kind of tricky to do when there's only four names. Um, I suppose I could roll, you know, 
If I numbered them all, Zane would be one, Lane two, Desperado three, and Finley four. I could roll one dice. That's an eight, so that would be Finley. And then I roll another dice. That would be six, but then he's wrestling Desperado again. So I have to figure that out. How do I want that to work? Let me see. Let me try to roll again. If I roll a one, that's Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, because that's... I did it wrong. All right. This is how I'm going to do it. Why not? Just because I have the dice. All right. First things first. I'm rolling. 13. So Sami Zayn is going to wrestle either Desperado or Finley. So I'm going to roll another dice. Odds will be Desperado. Evens will be Finley. It's odd, so it is Desperado, which means we will have Lane versus Finley. Uh, now, I had said at one point that... Um, I had said at one point that we were going to, you know, you, you had to roll at least one matchup. I, I've changed my mind on that. Because Sami Zayn should not come anywhere close to losing to these people. These people. Uh, so rather than roll, I'll roll when it makes sense to roll. But in this case, Sami Zayn beats El Desperado. Sami Zayn has two wins. Despy has zero. And David Finley's going to beat Lenny Lane. Finley has two. Lane has zero. So our final matchup will be Zane versus Finley, both wrestlers with two wins. So there's a story there is whoever wins that obviously wins their bracket. And then Desperado wrestles Lenny Lane. They're fighting for essentially third place. So I think that's what we're going to do. So I've done the first matchup. I think I'm going to call it here. And when we start our next episode, we'll just jump right into this second matchup in our first round, and we'll see what we get through with that one. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a fantastic rest of your day. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.